welcome to another mediocre episode of Let Off Some Steam. I thought we'd kind of just lowball ourselves in there just so it makes the expectation levels that much easier for us to deal with. Accurate. Um, So, I'm PC and this is Gran. Um, As we direct you through another action-packed episode of Let Off Some Steam, where we hope that the action will be more fulfilling than a trip to the hospital with Charlie Sheen. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Topical humour. Who am I kidding? I love yeah. that. <laughs> Let's be fair, somebody had to do it. <laughs> so, um, we're having a little bit of tweaking the what we're doing for a main... Just before we move on, can that still be classed as winning? <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> I'm going to hell. <laughs> but it's fine. I'm taking you all with me. Uh, but yeah, so we're having a, a slight tweak in the format and what we're doing this week and in terms of what we're going to be doing as a main subject matter. So we'll kind of see how that goes over the next few weeks and we'll take any kind of open feedback from anybody, so we'll see how it goes. Um, so I think we'll start with our main question this week. So what TV show or film did you love as a kid or a teenager but you really don't like now or you really cannot watch? Um, the New Adventures <laughs> no, just kidding you can't say that now I really loved if we want to stay on the Superman theme I really really loved Superman 3 mm. and thought the end was the scariest thing you could ever hope was to that, see was that the Richard Pryor one yeah, the, yeah. yeah the, the skiing down in the Superman cave was a particular low light <laughs> yeah uh, but the woman turning into the cyborg at the end do you yeah, remember that no, yeah, Whoa, yeah. That it's was, always Covering your ear, your ears, your, your, ears. your eyes, scary through me when the, I was younger. The terror through your ears. But no, I know what you mean. I mean that was always one of these really weird things that kind of terrified. It's a bit like um, up until recently, I didn't want to rewatch the Dark Crystal because I don't even remember the um, who was the who the bad was it the, the Skeggs or the uh, Skeggs? I can't, the Skeggsies? I can't remember. But it was I don't know why, but they used to terrify me, especially the one woman with one eye. And the, but yeah. <laughs> Um, and have you seen it recently I did I watched it um, and does it still scare you it does just like just like the end of um, Big Trouble in Little China as well with Big Red Monster in the back of the truck that still freaks me out but anyway that's enough insight into my psyche there Um, for me I one that I tried to watch recently and I really couldn't and I do remember it fondly as a kid and it really kind of disappointed me because it's kind of one of these things that always kind of stays in your mind and you get a bit nostalgic about was um, Battle Beyond the Stars it's a cartoon no it's uh, it's supposed to be this thing where the guy comes from like a peaceful planet and he tries to basically gather other aliens to help him fight against oh yeah yeah I don't know what you mean yeah and yeah I I could picture that no holding on (laughs) yeah I I think I got about half an hour and I'm like the, the nostalgia trip's gone it's no it's fine but I mean it is difficult especially I think for like we just mentioned the animated shows I mean things like He-Man really don't hold up well basically anything that was American made doesn't hold up well <laughs> but anything that's kind of has a more eastern influence or kind of you know was made more in an anime style seems Power Rangers <laughs> I, I still persist watching Power Rangers on a Saturday morning with a hangover is one of the best cures in existence <laughs> especially with the Pink Ranger it makes you get up and leave the house <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> but, um, yeah, 
I think that would be a, a good start for us to and keep us on topic for the rest of the episode as well. Okay. So, what we're now going to cover is uh, a movie fact. So, I'm going to ask you a question, and I will expect, nay, demand, an answer at the end of the show. So, in Big Trouble in Little China, which of these action stars made a small cameo during the mm. film? Jack Nicholson, Clint Eastwood, Jackie Chan, or Charlie Sheen? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> ah, you've got Charlie Sheen on your mind this week. I don't know the answer, so it's going to be a pure guess. Yeah, well, you can, you can mull that over until we yeah. come back to it. Who's the most logical one going to be? <laughs> it makes no sense at all. It's fine. But now we're to the Daily Bugle of news. <laughs> Still on that name. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Love it. Commandeering that. First thing I want to bring up, Top Gun 2 have announced the return oh. of Val Kilmer. Admiral Fat. I pray that they get him in a plane just so it's going to look like Perkins from Star Wars in there. It's going to be brilliant. Hey, Cam Robbie, hi. Is that him? Yeah. No, that's the older general guy, actually. Yeah. No, Perkins is the one that lasts for about two seconds, but he seems to just become this cult figure because it's like. He's also in Batman. Yeah. So as a film one, too, Star Wars and Batman's quite impressive. He's. Is it Eckhart? Yo, Eckhart, think about the future. Yeah, for the original, for the Burton Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can imagine that at least a quarter of that budget in the film now is going to Karen. Because <laughs> he, he has kind of gone down the same route as um, quite a lot of other stars. Like the Marlon Karen, Brando. Or uh, Fishburne. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Karen venue of acting. <laughs> Method acting, I think they call it. They like to justify it as... Um, another thing I thought I'd flag up because I know you appreciate this is a return of one of our favourite shows the Mystery Science Theatre 3000 is coming back I'm not as excited as you might think really? you're thinking it's well no it is the original three people Mm. playing the three of them and I'm much more of a fan of the later years and plus Mike although he was the co-host in the later years Mike was always the head writer yeah so it's going to be lacking something Mm mhm but they've got a good thing going with riff tracks. So could... <laughs> yeah, we've done a few of those. I mean, it, it should be interesting to watch. And I think as well, it's it's one of these things where, I mean, even even myself up until good the point, on them, I, was, and I think it's going to be good. But I'm not. It's not a creaming in my jeans situation for me. <laughs> and for that, dream, dream supreme. <laughs> you know what? I'm not entirely disappointed by that. <laughs> I'm I'm in fairly cross proximity, so I'm not going to judge that at all. But the next one is yes. The next one will get you saluting this, I'm sure, from one way or another. Is the, the Star Trek musical that um, Mr. Shatner wants to partake in? <laughs> I didn't actually know that was your next one. I just yeah. I just, <laughs> I just, you, you knew I was going to mention it at some point. Yep, I'm saluting right now. Uh, yeah, but your hands to... are on the table, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Standing to attention is another way. <laughs> Can we move on? <laughs> if William Shatner's involved, I'll watch that. It'll be the greatest thing. <laughs> it doesn't matter how crap it's going to be. It's going to be great if Shatner's in it because he will cheese the hell out of it, and it'll be great for it. Plus, I've got all of his albums. 
The one where he sings Iron Man. Yes, that's my favourite. <laughs> so if anyone wants to request any of these from Grant and keep them, <laughs> no, <laughs> I want them. Uh, I think the last thing I was going to mention on the the Daily Bugle of News was some casting news for Justice League Dark. Well, it's not confirmed casting news, but it's rumoured casting news. So for those that don't know, this is the more of the kind of mystical occult side of the Justice League, um, which includes some of the, the darker members, so the likes of Swamp Thing, Constantine. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rumours are that they want to have Colin Farrell as Constantine, mm-hmm. which I know we had a slight Bonnie debate gone. on. Yeah, <laughs> which we had a slight debate on, especially after watching the. I don't know if you've seen the Arrow episode with Constantine in it yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that man's Constantine. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Colin Farrell is Colin Farrell from True Detective season two, and he played Bill's eye, and he was Alexander. And <laughs> yeah, so it, it's going to be. I oh, to be God, or to be sure, I'm Alexander, so I am. Why was he Irish? And why was his mum Transylvanian? Have you seen that film? I've not, and that's one of the reasons Alexander. why. <laughs> I love to count. One, his Goran mom, Farrell. Ah, ah, ah. His mum is played by Angelina Jolie, who does not Question. look old enough to be Colin Farrell's Question. mum. Hell? Yeah, for, for all the many reasons that I wasn't going to be watching that film, that's just double the amount of reasons I'm not watching it. Apparently it's a director's cut, but it's even longer. <laughs> <laughs> even more confusing questions. Um, but one thing I think you will appreciate from, from further casting news from that, potential casting for Swamp Thing, Ron Perlman. Mm, I like it. So is Justice League Dark going to be a film or a TV show? Film. Is the rumoured with Del not Tor- interested with um, Del Toro doing the directing? Oh, I'm back, back in. I'm back in again. Sure. <laughs> I do this when I watch him um, trailers at the yeah. <laughs> at the cinema. I'm like not interested, and all of a sudden, written by the Coen Brothers. Yep, you've got me back in. <laughs> yep, and then out like Charlie Sheen. That was the story of when I watched the Bridge of Spies trailer, basically, wasn't it? <laughs> So bad. But yeah, so that is our end of Daily Bugle of News for this week. Let's Just close it up. We shall. We will zip it back up. Turn off the printing prices. <laughs> and it will give us an excuse to move on to our subtopic. Yes. Which is Ash versus the Evil Dead. Which we've somehow seen even though it's not showed in this country yet we flew to America we and did. watched it and flew we back we legally flew to America <laughs> so we could watch this and fly back again honest governor <laughs> honest Mr Customs <laughs> Officer and or Mr Internet Safety Man well you can get longer in prison for pirate pirating in the UK than you can for like, rape and serious assaults so yeah definitely got our priorities right there eh? yeah <laughs> Probably the people know that. <laughs> but I loved it. Yes, I thought you might. Um, I have to say, I mean, I, I know that Remy. We've seen Remy involved. You always knew that the the style was going to be back to the original. So you're always going to have that. Is, and I know there's a lot of CGI in it, but the CGI works because it's nonsense, silly CGI, Stephen Chow style. Nonsense yep. CGI, which is the way you use it. Yeah, if you've not seen it before, then 
Kung Fu Hustle you must watch it it's a great film Michelle and Soccer exactly where have um, you been and why do you look like E.T. <laughs> <laughs> go home but um, yeah I, I mean it was fantastic even from the opening couple of minutes from the is it Crash Zooms when they do that at the start where he's doing the yeah it's Crash Zooms Crash Zooms um, well, but he's, he's got his own kind of twist on it because he also kind of pans the camera around a little bit as well when he does yeah. it eh? and you don't really see anyone else do that except for when they're directly referencing the Evil Dead like in Shaun of the Dead mm-hmm. yeah it's good it's, homage to it though it's definite it's, it's a Sam Raimi thing and it's weird because Sam Raimi is Sam Raimi's not that Sam Raimi anymore Sam Raimi is a completely different director now yeah and when he went back in he went back in kind of 100% well, I suppose it's but a bit also, like... I think the director of the second episode, because I've seen the second one as well, you have two? Not yet, no. But I think the director of the second episode has captured the style incredibly well to the point where you're almost like, yeah, you're kind of taking it to the next level now. You're mm. influenced it, but you're taking it in your own way. And it's really, really interesting. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it goes for it's the rest of the series. Especially as we were discussing last week that they've now got a second series commission now as well. Yes. So... I think... There's a, there's an audience for that. Yeah. There's an audience for this show. Yeah. I mean, how many people have you told about this who've been like, really? That's the best news ever. <laughs> it is awesome. And that's the thing, I, I think as well, because it's not been released in the UK, I, I don't want to kind of spoil too much about it, but I think we should still kind of discuss it at length just to kind of, so people know kind of what to expect. Um, but I mean, come He has a team of people working beside him we've not met Lucy Lawless yet who's going to be coming into it I forgot about that but um, we have met his his kind of sidekick from the DIY store yeah the Latino guy who is incredibly so funny yeah so that's the thing is he's, he's the straight man yeah he's, he's but still, he does it incredibly well yeah I mean he's still working at this DIY shop the one that you see him at and depending on what ending you've seen from um, I don't Army think it's the same because it's um, it's a different name because in Army of Darkness it's S-Mart mm. it's not that anymore is it ah, it's probably bought over <laughs> yeah shop smart shop S-Mart yeah. but yeah I mean that's the thing I mean, the, the character of Vash really hasn't changed much and it's it, it's for the better of the for the show and, and I think he's the character of Ash that Sam Raimi always wanted him to be you know there's a there was a scene that was written but never filmed for Army of Darkness where he was hiding in a cupboard away from the action <laughs> and that is the ash you get here yeah. where he's intermittently a coward mixed with a hero and that's what to be honest it actually makes him quite an interesting character though because he's flawed yeah I mean, but he's hilarious and brilliant at the same time I mean and they do it so well I mean the way that they do especially the action I mean in particular I really enjoyed the sequence with the two cops in the house mm-hmm. with the way they did that um Again, I'm not trying to give too much away, but without giving too much away as well, there's a scene in the second episode where they're sitting down for tea with someone who might be a deadite, and it's just <laughs> the way the tone shifts because it's quite a serious conversation. And he'll just jump in and say something completely inappropriate because he's trying to make the deadite angry. Yeah, he's trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's some of it though. I mean, it's. Hilarious within the first couple of minutes, especially the um, the section when he was in the bar and he meets the woman, <laughs> it's just fantastic. Slapping her behind with his fake hand. <laughs> you love the wood. <laughs> it was just so bad, but just 
in context to what you expect from that character. Well, these bits are both. Well, one of these bits are, are in the trailer and one isn't, but they're same kind of vein. When he pushes the button in his trailer and a shotgun pops up. Yeah. Fantastic. And also, when you see the chainsaw for the first time, it's all lit up like a religious item. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, the way it's done, I mean, I think you need to know what you're getting into before you yeah. watch it because. Yeah, if, I don't think it's not. I think you probably would still like it if you'd never seen them but you yeah. wouldn't like it as much I don't think yeah I, I don't think you'd appreciate some of the subtle things that are in there um, especially some of the callbacks as well um, but yeah I mean it is hilarious and I'm, I'm glad to, you know I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the episodes that are there but as we were discussing earlier as well there's so much coming out just now that it's going to be hard to keep on top of things this is going to be something I'm keeping a hold on top of Definitely though. Yeah, I just no, want to see this, just to see how it develops. But I mean, all credit to them, the way that they've managed to kind of pull it back, and especially now. I mean, it's it would be so easy for them to, with the money that would be involved, especially with TV shows now, because it's incredible the amount of funding that TV shows get. Especially when you think back to shows like The Flash in the nineties that had to get mm-hmm. pulled because they just couldn't afford to make the episodes of the special effects that were required for doing it. And you look at shows now with the special effects and think you know and half of these as well are cancelled in the first season other than you know because of lack of interest from people but they still get weeks of money thrown at them what do you think of the horror side of the show I really I think it's 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 not scary but it's not going for scares it's going for trying to creep you out yeah it's going for unsettling isn't it it's going for and that is probably the best type of horror to go for because unsettling sticks with you more than just yeah. I mean it still does the gore aspect but it's done in such a way that it's completely OTT is what you'd expect in the advert you see the woman's head turn around the yeah. opposite direction but what you don't see is she then starts walking with her limbs around the wrong way which yeah is which is really creepy it's, <laughs> but it's because that's all tied down with the same section and that kind of 5-10 minutes um, segment that they do in the house is brilliant because mm. it's all low lit it's all and it's that the way it's done it's so brutal as well but at the same point I'm really looking forward to that cop meeting Ash as well because she's so straight laced it's just going to be such a hilarious relationship yeah (laughs) so when they hopefully because we're still waiting for confirmation of what network or where it's going to be aired I'm really really praying it goes to something that we can actually access and not one of these stupid pay an extra £16 a month to get this channel on your virgin subscription bloody things <laughs> sorry Brian um, so I'm kind of hoping are you talking Sky Atlantic there aren't you yeah. <laughs> that's specifically Sky Atlantic <laughs> you're having a go out there <laughs> I'm not naming it for legal reasons but um, Sky used to buy the good shows and stick them on Sky 1 mm-hmm. and that would mean you have any kind of basic thing and you probably get Sky 1 or Sky 1 plus 1 exactly like so, so you would always get they, they created Sky Atlantic to put all the shows people want to see on yeah <laughs> so the rest of us meeker people can't watch it damn you <laughs> anyway uh, if there's any consolation I can watch it because yeah, I've got Sky <laughs> it's really not but thanks for that <laughs> I'll make you feel better by texting you and telling you how much I'm enjoying the things that you're really looking forward to seeing <laughs> to be honest Sky Atlantic's not worth it not worth the extra money you feel better. Almost, it's almost worth the money in itself for John Oliver's show but mm. other than that it's a lot of it is just repeats of The Sopranos which I've got 
the whole yeah. Sopranos anyway or repeats I, of, I can I can live without it's all good yeah repeats of Mad Men and things like that things yeah. that you've got easy access yeah. to elsewhere through, through Netflix and Amazon Prime and, and, and it's things that you're going to have access to somewhere else eventually just yeah. just be patient yeah. see, just be patient <laughs> no no <laughs> so yeah so in summary with that if as and when it does become available unless you fancy flying to the US and like, like watching it completely like, yes <laughs> It's, it's annoying because we're going to have to do that for every episode now because <laughs> uh, we're just such law abiders <laughs> but that's how dedicated we are to the cause to be fair I should have done both episodes while I was across it I'm just costing myself air miles <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> well you've so, got the air miles you've got for the first trip yeah. that'll help you pay for the you, second yeah, one you would, you would have thought common sense and all that but no <laughs> so yeah I mean in summary with that um, as and when you do have the opportunity to watch this we highly recommend it Especially if you're a fan of the the original uh, the original films. Hey, if you don't like it, that's fine too. Just don't tell us. Yeah, just don't come back. <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> you're bad. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, as they said once in the Blues Brothers, I do believe. Be possible. No, they did. Oh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I said I do believe, but yeah. I knew yeah. it for a fact. Walking <laughs> yeah, on trumpet now. Um, so do we have anything else to talk about? Um, yeah, before we get on to our main event, which I know you're excited yeah, looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I the want to talk the, about for the, for, the, for the last few weeks. Um, we'll play our other game, which is the game with no name. Perfect, yes. yes. So this is the character names one. This is the character names. Yeah. So just to summarise, so what we'll do is we'll have an actor... And I'll give character names that were characters that the actors played. And from there, you guess who the actor is. So I guessed in the last round last time, so I'm trying to beat that this time. Yeah. So if you guess in the first three actors that three characters that I give you, it's ten points. Second match, you're three, five. Last three, one. So you're, you're currently on one point. In my defence, though, if you came up with a name of a hundred action stars, would Shia LaBeouf even be on there? <laughs> of course. Well, forget it, would be. <laughs> Because of the film Eagle Eye. Yeah. And Transformers, I guess. Yeah. Damn it, I'm justifying your point. <laughs> ah! Okay, Always justified. So, starting with our ten-pointers. Mr. President. <laughs> um, Marston Ford? Man Shaving. No, that can't be Harrison Ford. <laughs> Bud Fox. Bud Fox... Hmm. No, no, I'm thinking of Buddy Love. I was thinking Eddie Murphy. Ah, uh, God, he's a night professor. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> no, he'd action star Eddie Murphy. Yeah, from <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. You giving up on the 10 pointer? Yeah. yeah. Five points. Richard Brewer. Adamus. Ricky, so what was that one? Adamus. Adamus. I don't know that. What's the last one? Ricky Vaughn. So some sort of Fast and the Furious actor. Nope. Oh. Go on, on you go. Yeah. So the last one. Charlie Harper. Topper Harley. Oh, Charlie and Sheen. Charlie Sheen. This. <laughs> and Charlie Sheen as Charlie Sheen. Ah. So Adamus from the Three Musketeers. Um, oh, of course, yeah. But uh, the one I was stuck on. What was it called again? Uh, Bud Fox. 
Fucking Wall, Wall Street, Street, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <sighs> Damn it. Explosives. <laughs> I'll just tag it. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> we're explicit though, it's fine. <laughs> Love it. Does that mean we can swear? Yeah, we're not going to overly swear. So, on to the Pistol of Resistance. Yeah, the new adventures of Superman. The new adventures of Superman. So, what we're going to do now for uh, a period of time is we're going to take TV shows that we used to watch when we were younger are ones that are considered cult classics for us and we're going to watch certain episodes of these and decide on a scale how crap or not we think they are how well they hold up maybe. and um, I so, want to do MacGyver at some point soon because I yeah, so if anybody has any suggestions for either a show or a particular episode that they want us to watch then by all means well, I've got one the episode of the A-Team why <laughs> charge it I'm sure we can do that again our famous abortion episode <laughs> so we now welcome you to our new section which is PC and Grant's Boys Journey <laughs> so you love that don't you yeah love it <laughs> I do any excuse I do too so what we're going to do this for this one would have been our, our opening gambit to this is we're going to do the pilot from The New Adventures of Superman. Yeah. Which is from yeah. September 1993. Terry Hatcher, Dean Cain, Tracy Scoggins. <laughs> I, I was actually going to mention her. Did, have you seen her IMDb? B- Babylon 5. Babylon 5, DS9, A-Team. Dynasty. T.J. Hooker. T.J. Hooker, yeah. Remington and Steel. She is not... Very good in that one. <laughs> She's really not. <laughs> much much like her character in this, she does get around a lot when it comes to um, casting. I mean, her IMDb was just mental. <laughs> the thing is, it was always the same, but it was like one episode here, two episodes here. There was never any consistency until well, she was in, It was either Dallas or Dynasty she was in as well. Yeah, I think it was Dynasty. And you're never watching Dynasty and saying, oh, here's my lead for my sci-fi show. <laughs> Michael Straczynski you thing is you're watching this opening episode and seeing her and you're never thinking this is my leaf in my sci-fi show <laughs> you're watching this and saying this is the person I cast as a sex bot <laughs> yeah. yes I said bot uh, and not bot yeah. <laughs> yeah if 13, 14 watching this you've definitely got different views on this as well <laughs> wow look at Cat Grant yeah Cat Grant and Teddy Hatcher welcome to puberty boys <laughs> jeez Terry Hatcher still holds up though. Not herself. Not as but much as she does in um, Tango and Cash though. <laughs> okay, shall we? Yes. My first note is about Terry Hatcher and her. Yeah, even when she doesn't drag, I would. Or right, so are we are we skipping over the blue neon Daily Planet sign then? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the credits. And how much of a late 80s early 90s style like silver on blue credits yeah. that look like they're a typeface of metal yeah. <laughs> and then looking at the first shots thinking for a say it's really not that busy is it no and then you come into the Daily Planet itself because you got all this backstory oh my name is Lois Lane and I'd love a Pulitzer 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 backstory you're, you're such a great journalist you're the best journalist you're awesome it's just like we get it you're a strong independent <laughs> woman you need to find a man who's super a super man 
And the point I would make, and it's in my notes several times, is yes. that's not feminism. No. <laughs> it's <laughs> they're just Ugh. it's Will and Grace syndrome, I call it. Where Will and Grace it's like, great, let's cast uh you know, a a, a, a like a normal gay character. Mm. He's just a normal person, he's not a screaming stereotype. And let us undermine ourselves and shoot ourselves in the food by having a screaming stereotype in the background. Yeah. This one is, is oh, we've got the strong independent woman. She's really man-hungry for Superman. Her she was just, she's just not complete she's just man, she has a man. Just man-hungry, isn't she? It's just like... But, or, or Lex, yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Money-hungry, who knows. Yeah, so they do really try and ram home the point that she's the, the quintessential reporter, that she's the best of the best. She's, you know... Or we can be for reporter, but it's. What do you think of the Daily Planet set? Yeah, looks like a fire station. Isn't it's it? very bizarre. It's it, very. They have reused it from I don't know the ghost or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then so we kind of get this opening thing with her doing a was that a drugs bust or yeah, something? I yeah. I can't. I think I I was even at that point struggling. Would you? You'd have to be on some amount of drugs to not be like, oh, that's a woman dressed as a man. Yeah. <laughs> Got a curvy chest for a man. Oh, she has them taped up, remember? Yeah. That's how they get around that. Well, let's, that we're getting topical again well, with she that actually one. Cuts. Yeah, it's Hilary Swank and Please Don't Cry. <laughs> well, it's not just that. Have you seen the, the news lately with the, the women that got sent to prison for um, oh, of course, dating yeah, her friend? Yeah. And, but that's. I just don't understand. And on a lighter note, you've got Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that could have been the story <laughs> that Lois becomes Superman, has a sex change, and <laughs> becomes Superman. It's good to see we're always staying on point with this. <laughs> so, so Clark Kent arrives. Yes, with these dramatic CK on his briefcase, just so we can really <laughs> hammer the point home hard. In case we're like, who is this character? Oh wait, that's a subtle hint for it, maybe. And I, I know to a modern audience you'll be looking at this guy going hey it's that guy that just waved in the background in the first episode of Supergirl <laughs> he didn't even have a speaking part I've not even gone there yet it's... I've gone there um, Calista Flockhart is actually pretty good as Cat Grant she's way better than this Cat Grant yeah it's frustrating Supergirl because there's things to like there's things to really despise as well it's I'm taking a few other the more episodes to make up my mind on. Yeah, before we decide how it goes. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I know it's. I'm really. I like the way you say we decide. Yes. Because whatever I decide, you're going to be. <laughs> we are. We are. We are the if co- I say it's rubbish, you're going to be like. We are. We are, we are the collective. It's like we are the, one. It's the podcast. We are Borg. Borg. Yeah. <laughs> we are let off some steam. Borg. So we're introduced to gossip. No gossip columnist Cat Grant. Hussy. Hussy. <laughs> Because it's, it's the introduction. Because is this the point where she introduce, when she first meets Clark Kent and takes off her, her jacket, where she's essentially just wearing a bra? No, no, she doesn't do that till a bit later. Oh, right. I, I just wanted to get to that point. I was like, I, I find that scene really weird, though. Like, like, let's just jump to that scene because she takes off. No, no, that is the scene. Yeah, you're right. She takes off her outfit and she's wearing what can only be described. As she's cosplaying as a fire engine, yeah. <laughs> it's very bizarre. <laughs> Imagine if we cross Mad Max with like a children's TV program, and it's like it is. It's, 
it's a PG thirteen version of a yeah. It's the kind of thing where obviously the guys that made the Fifth Element look back to this episode and thought that's the kind of thing we're going for. She does. She looks a bit like a Ferrari, and I don't know if that's what they were going for. Because I, I know that a lot of men, that's their type. They love cars, but was maybe taking it a little bit literally. And another thing about this scene that really winds me up is why does Jimmy Olsen look the same as Clark Kent? Actually, they could be twins. Actually, I was reading. Um, I was kind of looking for for facts on this, and they were saying that was the reason why they swapped his character around in later series. Because I don't he, blame them. Because he, yeah, because he did. It was just we're saying he was like a, a younger brother for him, and that's the kind of felt it took away from the character. He's got that really high voice as well, doesn't he? Hey, Mister Kent. Yeah. Hey, Clark Kent Junior. <laughs> He's Skippy. <laughs> but um, check out my mullet because <laughs> he has a mullet and a half, doesn't he? It's pretty fierce. I don't know if you noticed this as well because the the. the the underlying story for this other than the fact we're getting introduced to Superman is the the space station yeah yeah, yeah. Prometheus Prometheus yeah <laughs> it was like at that point I'm like for God's sake every time they're like oh Prometheus is in danger Prometheus is gonna blow up <laughs> I was like yep yeah. <laughs> that's foresight for you <laughs> somewhere a young Damon Lindelof was like I have an idea <laughs> that's how he talks I am Damon Lindelof and I have an idea how to ruin cinema <laughs> he's like the Grinch essentially <laughs> the Grinch that stole our alien franchise <laughs> the Grinch that still can <laughs> but um, yeah but I'm, I'm also really confused because like, obviously the he doesn't get the job that he's interviewing for oh, going Clark. back to the space station for a second the space yeah. shuttle blows up yeah and when did Challenger happen yeah. I, I had a very much this is too soon feel about this <laughs> I think were, that was before they got too politically correct to care about these kind of things <laughs> <laughs> it was still the 90s you know it was past the point where people were getting offended by other people and different things that were being said so it was fine and there's another scene where President Bregan gets shot by John Hinckley John Binkley <laughs> for yeah, Goody Foster you've got to love the subtle references don't you <laughs> but, so um, Clark Kent is a bit of a loser isn't he yeah I mean, there's the bit where... He's, he's, they're kind of almost giving them a bit of a hippie kind of vibe about him, the fact that he's supposed uh, yeah, to be yeah, travelling around the world. And and he's a bit of a square, because... Did you notice the bit where Perry says pants? Speaking in American style. Yeah, trousers. trousers. And he gets a bit hot... <laughs> he gets a bit hot under the collar. He's like, ooh. <laughs> we don't normally speak about this at Smallville Community <laughs> Centre. <laughs> Yeah, it's like obviously thinking this is like a prelude to secretary, and he's got to do something to get the job. But um, and then his dad's obviously told him, you know, from handshakes away to winner, because he crushes Perry's hand to the point where Perry seems quite into it and has an orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was a bad guy in the series, by the way. This guy. Oh, the guy that plays um, yeah. Lane Smith, I think. His yeah, name is. nice. I really hope he's still got the same accent as well. <laughs> And he, st- he stands up when Lois enters the room, like old-fashioned gentleman sort of mm. thing. And I, I get the feeling that this very quickly 
that wasn't a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like by episode two, probably. <laughs> well, it wasn't yeah. by the second half of it. But, um, I mean, that's the thing as well, where... Oh, completely lost my train of thought now. I don't know if you noticed that when they went into... After you got basically told, no, you're not getting a job because... And he, you're god awful. You mean when he phones his mum and dad up and begs for money? Yeah, <laughs> Superman, <laughs> homeless man. <laughs> Truly, he is Earth's greatest hero. My dad, can I borrow ten dollars to pay my rent? <laughs> Faster than a speeding locomotive on the door. <laughs> Look at these gyros. He's not the sort of Superman they'd be snapping Zod's neck, is he? <laughs> Although his dad was giving off a bit of Kevin Costner kind of vibe about his character slave, wasn't it? We're giving it, you shouldn't be using your powers. His dad is very, I've got a feeling that goes quite quickly as well. Yeah. But his dad is a weird one as well. It's almost like he's gaining weight every time you see him. He's like, he's, he's just absorbing all the yeah. calories around him. He's just stress eating, thinking about the danger his son's in more in the big city. And his mum, I, I know she's just met Dean Kane, but she can't quite contain herself about how attractive this guy is. I wouldn't talk about that in more detail later. <laughs> Even over the phone. <laughs> she's like, she thinks he's on the sex line. <laughs> well, that I'm, Lois would be mad to turn you down, yeah. Green blooded Kryptonian <laughs> big cock. <laughs> it's weird because surely she's gone through the menopause by now. Because <laughs> she's like 100. Yeah. She's Which is odd as well because he's like 22 and they're in their 70s or 80s. She's, obviously, she's, obviously, she's obviously missing something from the yeah. farm. <laughs> There's something Pa Kent's not giving her. Yeah. Some. Kryptonite rod. Yeah, the, fa- the farmhand they've got is obviously not doing his job properly. But yeah, archers. Um, yeah. So I've not really seen many hotel rooms that had their own payphones installed in them either. No, it's an odd choice, isn't it? Seems yeah. like it would require a bit too much wiring. And the um, I don't know if you remember the point where the, he starts getting bored and walks up the wall. And walks up the wall, which and you can. You know they've just turned... It's one of those walls that you can just, turn. Yeah, they've just rotated the... Because the lights portray it. Yeah. Because when he's walking on the ceiling, you can see it's still lit the other way, and you can actually see the reflection of what is actually the ceiling yeah. on the ceiling. What a feeling. <laughs> the Krypton. <laughs> Superman on the ceiling. But, um... Yeah, so we kind of... I think that's the point we then cut back to him getting his job because he meets the women in what the theatre you, you forgot Lucy Lane oh crap yeah memorable memorable Lucy Lane <laughs> memorable memorable George LaFord or Harry Kim <laughs> it's Lucy Lane who's just there it's just mm. she's just there to interact with her sister she's, so, she's, she's, when you gonna get a bloody man <laughs> Yeah, she's just basically there for context, isn't she? It wouldn't be that. It would be, when are you going to get a man? I am not allowed to use vocal inflection. I am a side character. Yeah. One take for me. Oh, can I try that again? I think it was a bit wooden. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Next setup. Yeah. You need to get a man. A man who will do you right. Look, he could be outside the window. He'll be super. (laughs) What? Yeah, I want you to meet a super Superman, guy. Yeah. There could be a man right outside for you as she gestures at the window that he's standing outside. And this is... And then she watches 
she watches some kind of telenova nonsense on TV, which they're clearly just filmed for this because it's got yeah. the same credits as the new adventures of Superman. Big budget. And she somehow she it's a woman saying I don't love you but I'm in this relationship anyway. You're blackmailing me into sex and she's bawling like I want a man like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is basically what raised up to then, like women doing Fifty Shades of Grey in a few years' time. <laughs> Who knew? So again, she needs a man to be happy. Yeah, exactly. Even so, this strong, this strong female character yeah. needs a man. So what we're basically doing is undermining. I would her say it's more Twilight actually. It's the need to have a partner who's just not that nice to you. Yeah, but yeah, just so you're not, part. just so you're, just so you're not alone. Yeah. But it's a superpowered <laughs> other. Yeah. Actually, that does kind of work. (laughs) But yeah, I like as well that he's had to borrow money, but then the next thing you see him, he's then just got a laptop and he's keying up his nose. It's just like... (laughs) He's like, suckers. (laughs) For all that super porn. (laughs) What do you think Superman would be into? I don't know. He'd probably be him dressed as a baby, like he would have his own Kryptonian crap. (laughs) I'm just getting about in the nappy. <laughs> or it would be if you've seen the first Superman, he'd get turned on by lifting cars while naked, like the little kid in that <laughs> by the gun show. Ah dear. So I think we then from that point get our first look at the the proper flying effects as well, which is him flying to go and see Man Parkin. Yeah. Which was the flying what? effects and yeah. the commas. Which was copy, co- every time copy do, and paste for. <laughs> every time they do, did you notice every time they go into this effect shot, it's always like a really, really grainy film stock they're using. Mm. It's incredibly obvious that they've changed. Yeah, and that's always the thing as well. When he never does like a quick takeoff, it's always the slow, gradual takeoff to get to that point, and then up, up and away. But. Um, so they're like, look, don't worry about it. Maybe come back in a few hours and we'll make you a costume or whatever. But for the moment, just, you know, leave it. Yeah. So he flies back to a construction site out of nowhere and then meets an actress out of nowhere. Oh, no, that was before, because he meets the actress to make this, and then writes the story which gets him the job. Oh, of course. But yeah. then the, the one thing I want to mention about that is he destroys the workman's equipment. Yeah. <laughs> And yet at that point you've got because like, you assume it's because of the what was the crappiest protest I've ever seen in my life which were like three people and a couple of billboards and then for some reason like you see him see the woman inside the theatre and she's reading Chekhov which Dean Cain knows yeah, yeah right, right Dean Cain <laughs> multicultural Dean Cain <laughs> Not that, only, that's what he was doing in the Supergirl pilot he's like sorry just going to wave to you I've got to get back in and read some check off over here to keep up on these things because <laughs> I'm Dean Kane, intellectual <laughs> so I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room here which was the, the snake scene which is quite possibly yes. Yes. one of the best scenes I have seen <laughs> and I did laugh solidly for about a good five minutes after this so it's Lex Luthor what, what it cuts is, is him lying on the floor <laughs> drinking a whiskey or a brandy whatever it might be um, and enter a snake that kind of gradually makes its way across the floor towards him so you get the, kind of, the perspective from the snake making its way across 
and then dramatic shot as he kind of turns around <laughs> and the snake's almost <laughs> eye to eye with him and you get this dramatic stop for a few seconds until a single tear <laughs> rolls down his eye and the snake <laughs> stares at him and then goes away I have no words <laughs> what I really don't understand as well about this scene because I love this scene as well it's insane it's like weird. what what is that there's a guy hanging about the background yeah. who's dressed like a traditional snake charmer bit racist yeah but he works for Lex Luthor you see yeah. him later but well, that's the thing though, because so they, has he hired a guy to attack him with snakes it's like a KO situation <laughs> Big Panther. But the thing is, did you not remember like at the end of that sequence when the snake goes out of the room? He picks up the snake and goes, Do you want do you need anything else, Mr. Luthor? He's like, No, that's fine. So has he conditioned him to, to cry on cue to steer away snakes? I didn't know I didn't know that was their kryptonite. Are they scared of tears? Is that is that where the world's been going wrong all these years? If a snake attacks you, cry, it'll run away. <laughs> I remember at this time it's also Jeez. where um, a few other things to mention let's check my notes the soundtrack sounds like the end of Frasier at all times <laughs> hey baby I hear the blues I can't <laughs> yeah it does um, have that kind of riff going to it doesn't it um, Clark and Jimmy Olsen arrive at the ball together like they're dating <laughs> Yeah, that was and the the fact he's supposed to be there as our date, but then he gets a shot when <laughs> he sees it. Separate, they arrive separately. Because there's always this, there's always this sexually. Like, it's only when you're watching it back now where you, you notice the amount of sexual references in it as well. Like earlier on, there was a point where she was like, "I want, you know, I'm in charge." Blah 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 blah. Do you understand? He's like, "Oh yeah, you want to be on top." It's like. How did I not spot this before? And there's a bit where he floats up so he can see down our cleavage as well. Yeah. Aye, because it's supposed to be, you know, it's given that reference of being a red. It's because it's like Brian Singer Superman here. Yeah. A bit of creepy stalker Superman. So, yeah, one point I want to make about this gala dinner is Lex wants to build a space station for all humanity and he's building a home for needy children. Oh my god, he's so evil! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, the house for needy children, they will make them into criminals! <laughs> <laughs> It'll be run by monkeys. He's not even bloody bald. That really annoys me. As a bald man. Character progression, Grant. There's got to be character progression and development. I still he's, remember he's that to... he goes bald in an episode and it all grows back for the next one, though. Yeah. Continuity and all that. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, I mean, that's Speaking the thing. Speaking of the 90s, though, um, in the next scene, he's wearing a. He's wearing a shirt and tie. Yeah. And jack like sports jacket and trousers, mm. same colour. The shirt is denim. Yeah, with the, the, the tie in buttons at the What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was never in fashion. Come on. Yeah. I love the point as well because that... you should be wearing one of those t shirts that changes colour when you sweat. That's the nineties. Love it. If there's a rave stick in his hand. <laughs> Singing Happy Mondays. Maybe uh, if the Daily Planet was in Manchester yeah which lest we forget Perry calls it the greatest newspaper in, in the, the world, world. <laughs> but yet 
seems very reluctant to give the best reporter he's ever worked with, which would coincidentally be the best reporter in the world, a hair eyes. <laughs> and bearing in mind as well that this is before Superman showed up. Yeah. And the, the Daily Planet is most famous for all its Superman stories. Exactly. But at the moment it's just famous for Cat Grant's stories of how she sexually harasses people. <laughs> About how she only has to ask a guy out on a date once. And that's okay. one time too many. Another observation to make. Two, actually. One, Lex Luthor's bodyguard looks like Bennett from Commando. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Keep it on topic still. <laughs> and the other one is, did you catch this? The insult that Lex Luthor uses for Clark Kent. Which one was this? Kent is a giblet. <laughs> <laughs> A giblet. <laughs> I mean, I know you're you're like a prime time show. You can't swear, but still, you make an effort, don't you? <laughs> you make a bit more of an effort. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this thing as well. It's just such weird context the way they do things as well. At the point where he tries to fly out the window, like when um, they try and discover what's happened, because oh, we've we've kind of glossed over the whole story, but there's like it's basically like the plot from Moonraker. <laughs> Where, it is a bad actually yeah, it, it, crossed it, it, with that is actually the especially when you see the space outfits later on when they're all boarding that as well <laughs> but it's a point where, um, where Lois Lane and Jimmy try and infiltrate this place to try and find out if there's been evidence of sabotage and all this jazz but he tries to fly <laughs> out the window the way they do that as well yeah where <laughs> it's just, just wandering yeah, just wander yeah, off. Yeah, just the, the, the things are so much of that. <laughs> Do you think NASA are that lax? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just tell it yourself. Yeah. So they, they've obviously just got down where everybody's going, like, oh, the security guards are going for a fag, and they're just like, oh. <clears throat> but what I was going to say is the point where it goes to fly out the window to be subtle about trying to leave, and Perry comes in and he's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm just nothing. And then they have this conversation, and Perry's like, so um, when are you coming out the closet? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Are, so are we meant to assume that you think that he's gay or are you, are you actually just saying when are you coming out the closet just to be it's like I know it was so confusing put your cards on the table yeah. 90s TV <laughs> don't try and be clever with us I thought you were talking about the other bit where he's flying when he flies to China for food oh yeah and I you got that. Indiana Jones style oh I forgot about that over the girl more like quack shot actually but than Indiana Jones but <laughs> I couldn't help but think truly he is a force for good in this world <laughs> what I was going to say actually is when you see the um, the rockets like when you see the perspective for the rockets and they're doing the countdowns and stuff like that it just reminds me of Flash Gordon like with the effects with the way they do the rockets and stuff it's bizarre <laughs> like, um, I know we were talking what did you think of the Congress of Nations or as my notes called it the Congress of Racism <laughs> <laughs> the Congress of Stereotypical Racism and with this is where you get a famous sci-fi star mm. the, the actress playing the lead the Indian member of the council alright I must have missed this one because I was checking through IMDb like an absolute beast she thing. may be asked to not be credited <laughs> but that actress is Persis Kambata from Star Trek the motion picture it's ah. Ilya the bald one ah. there we go I'm glad I missed that Actually, I was looking for a wee tie in somewhere Voyager six. <laughs> <laughs> I still hate that. It's terrible. 
It's god awful. It is. It's like yeah, the, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst. I think. I think <laughs> not disputing that for a second. And the worst you can say is it's one of the dullest of the films that they've made. It's even more so than um, Insurrection. The Insurrection was god awful dull, but Nemesis, the picture was. Nemesis is the worst of all the films, though. Mm. I would argue. It's. I'll fight you to death on this. <laughs> like Kirk against Spock. But how about we missed out the scene where Clark Kent's naked on the phone? Oh yeah, and uh, and she walks in saying, "Oh, I thought you would be naked." Oh, I mean, ready? Sexual undercurrent. Oh, because he's built. He's built like a reasonably someone that's been at the gym a few times. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a kind of. He's got some pet. He's not got a six pack. He's got. No, it's it's a bit like the the nineties wrestler look. It's not quite. Yeah. yeah, it's like the the Hulk Hogan kind of physique where it's the big pecs and the guns, but you don't really have much else I going on. I don't think it's as you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of look. It's, it's a not, lesser version of that. <laughs> it's Hulk Hogan. It's, it's, like, it's, it's a less racist version of that. <laughs> Until but, uh, you get to the League of Races. No, oh. but Kent, he's just a bloody giblet. <laughs> But casting her mind back to our earlier comments about Ma Ken, I want to talk to you about the montage. Oh, where he's making... She's making outfits. Where she's dressing her son up in spandex for her to look at. <laughs> does it have to be tights and spandex? Yes, yes it does. Yes, it does. Pervy Ma Ken. <laughs> it needs to be spandex. Put this apple in your mouth. <laughs> And this mask on. It's not even that. It's the point where she gets like when they finally find the suit. Because I, I like the fact they kind of references a suit that kind of looks like the Green Lantern outfit. Not like, enough though. Not enough. But uh, that in the nineties, mm, it's, it's enough where it's like subtle. But you know, and there's one that's almost identical to Kickass as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's really bizarre. You're kind of looking at them and you're actually trying to find the references for. Actually, it's not Kickass. It's Red Mist. That's it. It's ah. like <laughs> the first Kickass of the second. This is the first one. <laughs> Thank God God for that. Yeah, but no, it's more the point as well. Where they they find the outfit, and she's like, "Blah blah blah, that's fine." And she's like, "What do you think?" And Mark Kent turns around and says, "Well, they won't be looking at your face." (laughs) It's like, "What?" (laughs) I know she's got the style of defence of "You're not my real son." But there has to be a line. There surely has to be a line somewhere. <laughs> Is that God. a kryptonite rock in your pants? Are you just pleased to see me? <laughs> Loving those boots. <laughs> and oh. at the same time, you've got Lex being incredibly rapey with Lois in another scene as well. He's very much, oh, I'd like to date you. Can I take you home and kiss you? And then... Take you to Sweden and then we get married and then we have children. What do you think our babies will look like? But it's fine, I have money. <laughs> it doesn't matter how rapey he is, he's got money, he can justify it, it's fine. You said about rapey, you know I've got lots of money, oh, you're fine, it's okay. <laughs> then which is Strong basically her attitude, is like, yeah. a bit uncomfortable with this. But, but I really want this. For needy children and lots of money. <laughs> 3D projector. But yeah, it was just really bizarre. I, I still love the point as well where they're doing the whole montage and eventually get the big S you know like mm-hmm. look we found this it rather rather conveniently sized 
Because it wasn't your blanket. I but must we, have looked massive next yeah, to that baby. <laughs> you know, it's one of those where, like, you know, this is the blanket you were wrapped in, and and this was this random symbol that's not on the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. Did they cut round it and decide that it would make a nice plaque somewhere, or did you just put this in? <laughs> yeah, you can iron it onto his costume if I he thought, ever gets. <laughs> you know, I know you've been living with us for like twenty years, but this is the first time you've seen any of this stuff, <laughs> even though you know about your heritage. <laughs> <laughs> sure, fine. But why do they keep it all in a box under the yeah, bed? That's like this alien tech. But they probably got some rather bad kryptonite poisoning in that yeah. household. He's maybe warned them off and said, "No, that's Mark Kent's sex toys. Never go in there." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pictures of young Clark Kent. She's keeping. <laughs> that's the kind of riff I'm getting for. Has a sex doll with Dean Kane's face taped onto it. <laughs> Oh, oh, call me Lois. <laughs> but you get back to like what we always, you know, and what's always the kind of thing that people go back to with Superman is how bad his disguise is. Yeah, and they, you thought they were going to make a joke about it, but it's not. It's just, oh, look, I'm wearing glasses. Now yeah, they're off. Because it's like, but when people recognise me, ah, but I'll not look like me, and takes his glasses off. See? In fairness to Christopher Reeve, he does look markedly different. Yeah, and it's his, it's because he's a brilliant actor, and his whole demeanor changes between them. Yeah, it's the whole persona that's that changes. Why he's so different. Whereas, like I know in the later episodes, there's no way you could believe Clark and Superman are the same person because of the brilliant acting each job he does in both. Yeah, where he is bumbling and charisma personified, but it's just like. Hey, it's Dean Cain again. Yeah, because that's the whole thing. He's, is they he slicked back some of his mullet. Well, that's the thing because they, they kind of they, they clear up a bit more later on when he actually does. You know, when he obviously carries about emergency gel somewhere? Mm. Question mark. Um, when he slicks his hair back every time he does it, and it kind of adds to it a little bit, and you're kind of like, all right, okay, it can't be him because his hair's slicked back. <laughs> Whereas even in this episode, he doesn't even make that kind of effort. He just takes his glasses off. <laughs> And there's like no attempt to disguise the voice. The personality is exactly the same. Everything. Because um, Dean Cain's not that good of an actor. Yeah, and that's and like it's say, the reason he got a non-speaking role yeah. in Supergirl. And that's the thing as well. Like you say, is that it's not even like he's a, like the same kind of bumbling kind of Clark Kent as before. He still comes across as a charismatic, very confident, capable person. Yeah. Like when he talks about yeah. what he does and his experiences and everything else. And the you whole know. thing is it's banter between him and Lois, whereas really it should be Lois is on top and he's... The underling, if you yeah. like. Yeah. And it's not. It, it's, is, it, it seems to be always going toe-to-toe with the... It's bizarre because the sexual politics in the Donner films has been replaced with this... The 40s vision. Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. And this... I, I don't know, again, if it's just because of what they were marketing it for is kind of like... <laughs> Like basically from like teens upwards, isn't it? Because they were wanting that kind of prime time kind of that kind of show where people could get right behind and but <laughs> it's just such a bizarre way to do it because you look at Superman, look at Cut, and as you say, the, the personalities are almost identical, and it's like because <laughs> it's just Dean Kane. It's just Dean Kane. Hey, it's Dean Kane again. Yeah. So we kind of move from there and go to the. Do, is the is the assumption then? That everyone's doing what Mark Kent's doing. Look at the package on that Superman. We don't care about looking at his face, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Welcome to the 90s. Wow, look at that Kryptonian cock. <laughs> Badging. <laughs> 
There's a character we haven't mentioned yet, which is the bad girl scientist who looks like Tashi R from the yes. Next Generation. Yeah, I forgot about her. And like you say, they get captured by the bad guys because I think we also got to touch on the reason they get captured is they're like, oh, that isn't the right part. Let's go and look for the real part. And they walk through like one door and they're like, oh, there's the real part. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> great quite, job, yeah. bad guys. Um, I'm not quite getting the angle on this quite right with my camera so I'm just going to step back a few paces into this dark area of the room and that'll be fine and then obviously get, get and then she then captured fights captured by Bennett she, she fights for a bit and then Tashiar comes with a gun yeah and then Bennett gets his own back a little bit it's like but although he immediately knocks out Jimmy Olsen yeah and this is the thing you're, you're really forcing again well, the why is Jimmy over Olsen here by the way like not only is he here in the final climatic scene, he's also in the bit where Clark and Lois get their you mean to tell me this is your story from Perry and yeah. Jimmy Olsen's there and you're like, why is Jimmy there? Why, is, why was he at the party? Because they made this big thing about when he gets invited, when Dean King gets invited saying, you know, yeah. this, is, this is the party of the century, this is blah blah blah, but then Half the Daily Planet are there. Yeah. This is the biggest, like the biggest shindig that they've had. Grant's date, yeah. <laughs> Perry's date. We see one of the You're Spanish. You're coming with me, boy. Like, Mexican queer in the corner as well. But <laughs> drop the them pants, boy. If that's the thing, like if it's supposed to be like you know the biggest and the, the most exclusive party they've had for years <laughs> for this multi-millionaire, surely. <laughs> Tickets would be limited, you know, or at least in a paper. Jimmy Olsen's not getting a ticket. Oh. It's what we're saying. <laughs> you know, junior reporter. <laughs> or, or was he there as the boss's date or Cat's date or? It's Perry's date. Yeah, Mandy. But it was just very bizarre because it is. See, it just seems to be. It's like where's Wally? It's just that every so often you just see him poke up for like just no apparent reason, like because he's not needed. It's, it's I'm bizarre. here too, Mister Kent. Um. But yeah, and then we get the the last. I just want to say the Tasha Yar, when she shows up because she's a bad person, when she shows up again to let you know that she's evil, she's dressed like an evil person from. She's dressed like Sonya from Mortal Kombat. In fact, was the last that played Tasha Yar? Was she not in later episodes? Of she was. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Her. God bless Tasha Yar. You so they're gonna kill them, but Clark saves them without them realising that he's flying somehow. Oh, it must and this have, is it from the have, credits. Do you yeah. remember this from the credits? Aye, because that used to always be the opening credit you did that in the light. <laughs> Where he's flying away with the two of them and you're like, that looks yeah. great. Now you launch it and you're like, that doesn't look great. Yeah, we, they're kind of running like they're in a Scooby-Doo episode or something <laughs> like that. It's very bizarre. But it's just the legs moving but that not going anywhere. stock is very green. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird because almost the scenes where they're using wire work, like this must be wire work, sure. Yeah, you're going to guess. So. Almost where it looks worse. No, wait, I'm just remembering when he throws the rock into space. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, like, you see him when he lands, when he flies to the farm and lands, you're just like, wow, it's like somebody's just got a sticker and just stuck it on top of, like, a scene, you know, the kind of thing we used to get books and get stickers and just put them into different. It was almost like that, like somebody's just copied and pasted. An image of Dean Cain, like in that place. It's like that's It'd be great if he threw the rock so hard and destroyed the moon or something. Whoops! <laughs> yeah, National Menace Superman. <laughs> then you get J. Jonah Jameson in charge of the paper. Yeah. Give me some pictures of Superman. <laughs> but, but yeah, the rock goes into space and destroys the space station. Episode over. <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry, guys. Got to hold my hands up on that one. Going back to that, this when they're trying to, because the whole thing is trying to be that he's trying to undermine. Lex Luthor's trying to undermine this um, space station programme so he can launch his own but they then turn around and say no we're continuing with the original one but the plan is so weird is the reason he wants to do that is because when you're in space you can science is science is easier when you're in space (laughs) because you can separate stuff I'm pretty sure I kind of get the feeling like he has the money to either Instead of building his own space station, like have a zero gravity chamber or something yeah. like that, or just have a normal lab, or, or <laughs> just build a layer under a volcano or and just have done with it. Them, Here's some money. Can my scientists go there too? Yeah, I think Ilya from Star Trek: The Motion Picture would agree to that. Yeah, it's just such a bizarre setup. But yeah, so they, it's such, yeah, it's such a bizarre plot, isn't it? Yeah. So they find. So, so what is he gaining from this? So after the escape death, then oh, I'm sorry, but we forgot something. Did we? I've just remembered. Quite possibly. Is, you know the montage when he's trying on all the costumes. Yes. Do you remember the music that plays during that montage? Oh yes. You know what? I've actually written it down and forgot the name. Is it? I need a hero. I need a hero. <laughs> oh, your mum stares at you in spandex. I'm sorry. I know that's not particularly relevant, but that is god awful. <laughs> Again, really making the point to hammer it home. But, yeah, so it, we then get the second spaceship that they're trying to use to get up to the, the satellite, up to the space station. Yeah, because that's just after they make the costume, because Parkin says, come through here, because Let's they're nearly launch. shaken yeah. off. And it's like 14 minutes until the launch. Yeah. I'm like, what are you on about Parkin? <laughs> I'm going to go back through there for 14 minutes, if you don't mind. That was the Or 13 and a half yeah. minutes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, even Mark Kent was like, I was busy. <laughs> yeah, <it> was Mark <laughs> Kent was in. <laughs> Why didn't he keep me taking more Polaroid photos? It's fine, son. <laughs> it's to show your real mum, but she's dead. <laughs> Never mind. Last one. Well, oh, come with that anyway. So there's bomb in the shuttle, which. Again, security, elaps- security elapses because how the hell did she get on board in the first place? No, no, she's she's been invited on board. No, no, because Minda made the point saying that there was no reporters invited. Of course. She's like, I think you forgot something, though. She slicked her hair back. <sighs> Different person in the laws of this universe. <laughs> it works for I, Superman. I, I, I can't keep up. Just too many character changes. It just <laughs> confuses the hell out of me. So, yeah, so she like, smuggles herself into what is like a storage cupboard, which has a seatbelt and seat on a spaceship, as you do, um, and then sees a bomb so at that point she just starts randomly cutting cables because she thinks realistically health and safety wise that's the best way to go if she starts cutting random cables it'll help <laughs> so that's when they start um, interrupting the, the countdown and he then I can't remember how Clark Kent discovers that there's a bomb there how does he discover he doesn't he just kind of walks Assume in assumes something goes wrong and no no because what's happened is because she starts cutting all the cables they start getting like um, warnings because she's just randomly cutting cables that could have blown the ship up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, funny if that was the plot. Yeah, yeah. just exploding right. on the way. The bomb, thanks, yeah. Superman. The, the bombs <laughs> on the wall, completely separate to everything else. So what I'm going to do is cut cables a foot below it that are connected to completely different things, and that will be fine. This reminds me of there's an old Superman comic where he is dying. And he's saying his goodbyes to everyone, Batman, Green Lantern, and all that. Because mm. 
because he's dying and he can't help himself mm. and so he goes up and he writes a message on the moon with his laser vision because he's still strong enough to do that because he's Superman and it's like look after yourselves and other people P.S. My, I'm really Clark Kent loves Superman <laughs> and he gets better because it was just kryptonite and he's I don't know in his belt or something <laughs> and then he has to go off and like destroy the back half of the moon so nobody can read that Surely somebody's bound to have read it at that point. <laughs> oh no, because it's not finished its cycle round yet. Oh right, Something so it's so, on the dark side of the moon. All right, so it was the dark. You know so there's no room. light. Uh, so, <laughs> but how did he fly through it? He brought a, a reading lamp up with him. Yeah. So did he have his portable light thing with him so that he could still fly? But you so know that, how he gets his power from the sun. Yeah. So he flew to the dark side of the moon where there's no light. <laughs> So he was he was basically just running on charges. He was like, I just I don't mind he's dying as well. Yeah. So does that mean like Superman's got like a kind of like a battery kind of symbol <laughs> on his arm, so you kind of notice when he's getting low? The old ever ready advert. Yeah. Some superheroes just can't go the distance. So Superman comes to the rescue. He comes to the shuttle and eats the bomb. Yeah. And then immediately he gets flocked by people dressed up as extras from Moonraker. And then, including we, the guy who we didn't mention, who's the scientist, who was dressed like a making for his newsy or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> his family, which is the disabled daughter and the wife. Oh no, because he's dead by that point. That's a yeah, so he's guy. dead by that point. But his wife and disabled child are on the flight. Yeah, because this this is a, this is supposed to be emotionally that it's. I think it's actually Superman's fault that they're on the flight. Yeah, because <laughs> Clark Kent is the one that arranged it. Yeah, so he. He's not only going there to save Lois, he's going there because he feels a bit guilty because this little disabled girl's going to die because of his actions. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing, because we're, we're really trying to engage the audience by getting us emotionally attached, by saying, look, we've got a disabled girl here and we're going to put her on a spaceship to the moon because she has no friends, so we're sending her off the planet. <laughs> and he straight up lies to her too. He's like, one day you'll walk again, little girl. Well, I suppose if there's no gravity, then it's as close as... That's not what he's saying. Uh-uh. He's saying you will walk again. Did you hear that public? Superman what lied. Is, what he's insinuating is the scientific achievements they'll be doing up there will mean she's walk again. Isn't that what he means? Yeah, because they'll be able to separate chemicals. <laughs> and this is Superman. Superman. <laughs> yeah, we, we can separate what? So he decides. Your nerve endings in your uh, back? He, or? he gives the shuttle a boost. Up to the station, doesn't he? Yeah, I love the fact as well that like nobody questions and goes, "Who the hell are you?" They go, "Go, wow, you flew. How do you know you flew?" They're all sitting down waiting to bloody. F- <laughs> There's a really terrible bit where he flies as well. Do you remember that? Where it's a bird, it's a plane. Nah, it's just a guy wearing capes in the tech. I know, start throwing things. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely explicit this week. Uh, it's so bad I mean that's I think up in that, in that up until that point there's been a few things in there but that really took the biscuit for me if it was if it was John the Shark that would be the for me that would be the point of no return uh, well mine would be the snake kind of <laughs> you can't fault that that's that's genius that's came out of nowhere goes nowhere that's <laughs> awesome that's the joy of it all how about the bit where Lex smells Lois that could be a jump in the shower moment that's yeah. creepy when he's like rapey rapey Lex. 
<laughs> Get some. <laughs> Hail to the king, baby. I'm full of money. <laughs> and then, in a complete rip-off of the first Superman film, he goes to see Lex to warn him. Hey, there's a new sheriff in town. Only you're not Gene Hackman and I'm not Christopher Reeve. Sorry, audience. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, did you see the bit as well where he flies through the windows of the Daily Planet? Like when he first makes his kind of full introduction there. Like, oh, is that when he takes Lois back? Because yeah. he decides not to take her on the space shuttle, but at no point before he start, gives her the boost up does he take, take her off. off. Yeah. So he's flown her through space, presumably. <laughs> Just hold her, hold her breath. <laughs> hold her breath and close her eyes. God damn, he's a bloody menace. <laughs> Well, we don't know if he's still got the same powers that Christopher that's from the opening credits as well the way when he flies her in through the window and yeah but that's, that's, I get the feeling there's not much more flying in the series if we watch more I don't think it'd be yeah. a lot of flying going well, I think what it is when they do the flight sequences before you just kind of see him doing the gesture and then go yeah. you don't actually see him like, obviously just to save money on effects but um, I mean that's the thing like, for me you're watching that and you're going Peter Pan <laughs> Because it is that like, you watch him come in, it is that kind of thing where it's like him coming through like the double windows. And speaking and, of like speaking of raping, like all the way through this scene, what? like she is eye raping Superman something fierce, like like no feminist would, like no, no sort of. Oh, she's, she's letting all the feminists. Where thing. is my dignity? <laughs> Her and Mark head in the corner of the room giving <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh. Uh, and I used to change his diapers. <laughs> I've seen it all. <laughs> but that's the thing as well, like just to make it incredibly obvious who he is and give himself away. Like you know, earlier in the episode where um, Lex Luthor makes the whole thing about I like being in the biggest building in the city because people have to look up at me. And then when Superman does his whole speech at the end, when he's speaking to him, he's like, "If you ever want to find me, look up." And there's almost like the look of. Recognition on Lex Luthor's face is just like you go, Oh, yeah, you're that guy I was speaking to earlier that I gave that whole thing. It's like, so now I've got you're to. actually so not even that different. Yeah. Oh, because I told you, and now I have to look up at you. So, ah, so now you're the other good guy that's in, that thinks he's in charge of the power. It's the bloody menace. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a nice nostalgic look back. No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually. And Despite uh, all we've said, I still quite enjoy it. It was the, the entertainment value alone, just for some of the scenes, were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, In fact, I think I'd watch the whole thing again just to see the snake. <laughs> <laughs> just for that sequence alone, you should watch it. I mean, we had to buy it off Amazon for about a pound, but it was worth it. Just when you think it's not going to get any funnier, he's got the tear. <laughs> Magical tears. <laughs> I still love his condition to do that as well. Not martial arts, not body conditioning to cry. He's conditioned to cry out of one eye. One eye. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we digress. Even more than usual. <laughs> Mainstream entertainment in the nineties. Oh, oh dear God, I love it. <laughs> so, um, I think we've agreed unanimously that um, next week for our 
segment for this, we are going to cover an episode of that 90s classic that is Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Which is Linda Hamilton. Oh, yes. Steady yourself. <laughs> and Ron Perlman. So, oh, yes. <laughs> that was me this time. <laughs> So, um, if there's a, a look of a man I love, it's a man carved out of stone <laughs> that looks like a cat. <laughs> yeah. Ron Perlman's the beast with no makeup. Yeah. <laughs> you just Ron Perlman. Yeah. Ron Perlman. Look at his hideous. I haven't put my makeup on you yeah. guys. Ron Perlman just back from the dentist. He <laughs> <laughs> puts the makeup on. He actually looks kind of better. <laughs> wow. That's you should wear that makeup all the time, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, if you do have any suggestions for ones that we um, that we should cover um, for shows or episodes, and please let us know. GI Joe, actually, well, the, oh, the GI Joe when they um, slivered the band, where they run out of money, so they have to form a band so they can raise money so they don't go bankrupt. We <laughs> watched that was brilliant. Um, so yeah, I, um, I'll cast your mind back to our game. Yes, the game with no name. So. So do you need a reminder of your choices, or...? I think you should give me a clue. Um, Okay, Um, the clue would be that this person was actually also considered to play one of the main roles in the film. Is it Jackie Chan? It is Jackie Chan. Mm. Although, with Jack Nichols... Who does he play there? He is one of the extras when they have the the large battle in the street, you know, in the alleyway. Oh, right, cool. I didn't know that either. It was the thing that expands based on Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> what his ego? Yeah. Is it based when on when he's when he's too busy hitting on Jennifer Lawrence? Is it based on Parkin? <laughs> <laughs> but interestingly, can we watch um, New Adventures of Superman again? <laughs> so true. Um, both Jack Nicholson and Clint Eastwood were both considered for the role, Burton. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, <laughs> and Jackie Chan was considered for the role of Wang, which isn't yeah. a shot, but yeah. Um, and, Charlie, and Charlie Sheen, just because Charlie Sheen. No horseshit, PC. No horseshit. Because <laughs> Jack Burton always says, <laughs> Who the hell's that? Jack Burton. Me. <laughs> I love that film. That's great. Yeah, so um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya.